0: Hey everyone, it's Jacob, the GM for Dicey Performance Shadowrun, here. This episode is a little bit of a mini-episode to catch you up on everything that happened in Season 1 to make sure that you're ready for the action that is going to be Season 2. So, if you haven't listened to Season 1, or if you have but want a little bit of a refresher, then this is the one for you. Alright, here we go. In the northern city of Umeå, Sweden, finds itself the last standing city still alive in Norrland. After the magic of the forest reawoke and pushed the millions of people living in the north into one massive city. Now, 60 years after the awakening, the city is a sprawling mega-complex of buildings piled on top of one another, and the line between the rich and the poor so massive that they are almost living in two completely different universes. The large corporations running the city engage in endless corporate wars between one another, causing everything from data raids to terrorist attacks and leaving the now 50 million people caught in the crossfire of economic self-interest run amok. It is here that we find our heroes, a group of people known as Shadowrunners, expendable muscle-for-hire used by the five major corporations to run terrorist actions against one another. The Elven Assassin Nox, Trig and Shift, the Dwarven Driver and the Dwarven Hacker respectively, and Clip, a troll bounty hunter, make their claim as one of the most efficient Shadowrunning teams available, doing everything from blowing up a top-secret Awakening Lab to infiltrating and robbing a White-Wing facility and their esteem makes them people of interest for a man named Tybalt. Tybalt contacts the crew and puts them to work, but does not tell the team the full picture of the job they're doing. Tybalt gives the crew a job that they believe is about implanting a data-stealing chip into one of the nation's most famous pop stars, but it turns out that the implanted chip is actually a bomb, and the ensuing explosion takes out not only the pop star, but also 40,000 adoring fans. Tybalt disappears from Umyo shortly thereafter, and the crew get to work on other jobs. Knox gets in touch with an old shaman friend by the name of Kyoka and becomes chosen by the Raven, an old shamanic god, granting Knox wings and a magical sword known as the Raven's Talon. Hired by Whitewing, the crew heads outside the city walls to pick up something hidden in an abandoned data lab. The payload turns out to be McCarthy, an unknown artificial intelligence with the brain capacity of a child, but with complete control over any data system that they're led into. McCarthy gets permission to download itself into Shift's computer, something that causes a divide between Trig and Shift, as Trigg feels like McCarthy is a danger not only to the group, but to society as a whole. The group then decides to not hand over McCarthy to White Wing, and instead decide to bail town, fleeing to the abandoned ruined city of Sundsvall. There, they encounter a woman known only as the Lady of White Roses, and she turns out to be one of the most powerful shamans currently in Sweden. The Lady of White Roses lay claim to Klip's soul, putting him in a state of coma, and suggests a trade with the team. Bring her the soul of Tybalt, and Klip shall be returned to them. Knox accepts the deal, and the team are teleported back to Umio without the knowledge of Whitewing. The team tries to track down Tybalt, but it seems as if he has disappeared from the face of the Earth. Now, six months later, the team is scattered, and it seems like their goal has evaded them. Suddenly, McCarthy makes a discovery that might set the team back on track, and as such, the scene is set for the beginning of Season 2 of Dicey Performance, Shadow Run